This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 142 of the Catholic Foodie. Chicken soup. Dim bones are good. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about chicken soup. That's right, and not only chicken soup, but chicken stock made with chicken bones. <laughs> I mean, the real deal, you know what I'm saying? I mean, chicken stock is an absolute necessity in our house. You know, for years I bought cans of chicken stock at the grocery store or, you know, paper, plastic kind of containers of chicken stock or whatever. And then I discovered how easy and inexpensive it is to make a far better chicken stock right in my own kitchen. And, uh, you know, boy, it's so good. You're going to like it right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm talking chicken stocks that are not filled with preservatives or other suspicious stuff. I mean, the real deal. And, and you know, I credit this idea, this this inspiration. I credit Nourished Kitchen over at nourish, nourishedkitchen.com with the inspiration for my own uh, chicken stock. You know, I stumbled across a recipe for chicken stock, and then I made it my own. That, that, that's what happened. And, and now I want to kick myself whenever I think back on all the chicken bones I've thrown away in my life. I mean, <laughs> there's so much goodness in dim bones. I mean, why throw them away? And so now I save everything. I mean, shrimp shells. I save uh, chicken bones. I save uh, beef bones. I save everything because, I, you know, I, I know now what I can do with them. And uh, the way I store them, by the way, the way I store them, I just stick them in, in freezer bags, like Ziploc-type bags, you know, freezer bags, and throw them in the freezer, and, and, and they're good to go. Whenever I'm ready, I can make a stock. I just got to pull the bags out, dump them in a pot. It's really, really easy, very easy. So, you know, we, we, uh, we use chicken stock in so many recipes, um, a chicken and andouille gumbo, which we talked about last week. Uh, curry chicken and, and, and coconut soup, which is a, a huge deal in our house. We love that particular soup, and we make it frequently. Uh, and, and we use it in many other soups, too. Uh, kusameshi. We, we, we talked about uh, Lebanese stuffed grape leaves just a couple of episodes back. I mean, not grape leaf. Well, we do use it for that. But the, 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 the stuffed squash, Lebanese stuffed squash, we, uh, we use the chicken stock in, in that recipe. We even use it in, in some seafood dishes like shrimp and okra gumbo, seafood gumbo, shrimp and grits, shrimp bisque, shrimp etouffee. You know, if you don't have a shrimp stock, oftentimes you can still use uh, a chicken stock as a substitute, and it's, it's wonderful. And it's much, much, much better than using water. So what do you need if you want to make a chicken stock? What do you need? Well, typically, this is what I use. I, I use two leftover uh, roasted chicken carcasses. And preferably, we, you know, we, when we buy chicken, we, we try to buy free-range, chemical-free chickens. That's, that's, what we, that's what we like. That, that, I think that, that uh, putting chemicals in food is just not a good idea. And the only reason that, that, uh, that companies do that is to preserve transportation and shelf life. I mean, it's, it's not to make the chicken better, and it's not to make you better, right? It's, it's just to keep the food fresh enough uh, from the time they ship it out the, and, and the time it spends on a shelf before you actually consume it. So I, I'm, I'm all about local. You know, you want local food, local ingredients, local chickens, I mean, local whatever, uh, right there in your own backyard if possible, 
But if not, you know, at least at least close by, we get our our eggs. By the way, we get eggs from a local farmer. Uh, no, I mean, I I love my eggs over easy. I, I love the 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 runny yolks. Uh, I've got a way that I cook them. I got the recipe from Alton Brown. Alton Brown. I mean, it, I just I love them, and I I have no fear at all about salmonella. I don't have to, because those eggs didn't travel in trucks from one state to another or one city to another and they're not sitting on a shelf somewhere for god knows how long right uh they're they're coming from a farmer who got them from his chickens and they're coming to me (laughs) that's it and they're refrigerated they're 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 cared for and uh, i know what i'm getting you know and i think that's the the big difference so when we get chicken we try to go there's a health food store not far from us. We we go there to buy our chickens. A little more expensive, of course, than um, you know the 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 chickens you get at uh, at the grocery. Uh, but I think it's 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 money well well spent for sure. So uh, because ingredients, folks, I'm telling you, ingredients make it all. It it, it makes everything. I mean, it, you you want to have the best ingredients you can for whatever you prepare. Um, because that, that, that makes the dish. It makes whatever you are, whatever you're cooking, that, that's what makes it the ingredients. So, uh, we, we get those free range chemical free chickens and, um, uh, you know, we, 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 we roast those, I roast them on a regular basis. We have those for dinner and then I just save the bones. And, uh, so you need the, the, the bones of two leftover chicken carcasses. Uh, you need two or three yellow onions quartered, two carrots, well scrubbed and cut into two inch chunks. One head of garlic cut in half horizontally. So what does that what, what, what does that mean? It means you take the, the the skin and all everything, the whole head of garlic, you just turn it on its side and you just slice it down the middle, and you just take that and dump it into the pot. Okay, that's what you do. Uh, any leftover vegetable scraps? I've got a couple of zip big 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 Ziploc bags, freezer bags in my freezer. Uh, anytime I'm Making a recipe, I'm 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 um, chopping onions or or green onions or parsley or or whatever it may be. I take those scraps and I throw them in the freezer in one of those bags, and I can use them whenever I'm I'm ready to make uh, my stock. So uh, leftover vegetable scraps, onion trimmings, garlic skins, parsley, cilantro stalks, celery leaves, uh, all those kind of things, and. Um, you know, you could add uh, uh, cilantro, leeks, green onions, anything, any non-cruciferous vegetables. You can add to those bags in your freezer and save those, and then and then use them for for stock. That would be that would be great. Uh, two bay leaves, and then one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. We prefer the Bragg brand. And I have a link to that in uh, the show notes over at catholicbooty.com. And then filtered water. And, and this is what you do. I mean, you talk about simple. This is it's, it's incredibly simple. In a large stainless steel stock pot, and, and you don't want to use aluminum because aluminum uh, leaches, okay? You want to use stainless steel. If you, lose, if you, if you use aluminum, it, it, can, uh, it will definitely taint the taste of, of your stock. So stainless steel... We have a big, big, big one. I have no idea how much it holds. It holds a lot. Um, but you want to add the chicken carcasses in there and then the apple cider vinegar and then cover with filtered water. Now, it's up to you how much water, how much you want to cover it. I like to uh, cook my stocks on the stove for a day or even several days. So I may add more water than, than what most people would. 
but I know I'm going to cook it down. Matter of fact, I cook it down so much that I will add more water after that to keep it going. You know, so so it's up to you. But at least if you're going to start this out, at least uh, you want to make sure that the the, the carcasses are are covered with uh, filtered water. You want to allow this to sit for about half an hour to an hour. And what this does is it gives the vinegar a chance to work on the chicken bones. You know, the vinegar can... Well, well, it will soften the bones and allow more of the nutrients to escape into the stock. So give it 30 minutes to, to an hour to, to soak before you actually put it on heat, right? You don't want to heat it up in, just yet. Uh, you want to place the, the, the pot then on, uh, on the stove and bring it to a boil over high heat and, and allow it to come to a full rolling boil. Uh, partially cover the pot and, uh, uh, with the lid and then reduce the heat to low, and then you want to cook it on low for 24 hours or longer, adding water as needed. And I'm telling you, I've done this, you know, as, as long as uh, five or six days uh, with that stock. And I will pull from it, will drink from it, or I'll cook from it, and then and then replenish the water and, and allow it to continue to cook for, for days on end. So uh, it's, a very, it's a very versatile thing, this, this chicken stock, very versatile. And, and well worth the effort. It's, uh, it's simple to do, and the benefits just are, are incredible. So um, in the end, when you finally are done with the stock, you can just strain it well. You can cool it. You can freeze it in, in Ziploc bags if you want to um, or, or store it in the fridge for a few days before you use it. That's fine. Or like I do, I tend, I tend to do at least, I, I tend to use it right away. Now, if you store it in uh, the fridge, uh, the, the stock might gel nicely. Uh, but the gelling is not necessary. If it, if it gels, great, fantastic. You did a great job. Uh, if it doesn't gel, don't worry about it. You know, it's, it's okay. The nutrients are still there. It's still a delicious stock. It, 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 don't worry about it. Uh, one thing that I've, I've uh, been doing lately, and I don't even include this on the recipe on, on catholicfoodie.com, I've been buying chicken feet, believe it or not. Chicken feet are are full of the, the, the necessary nutrients and even, I think, collagen, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, um, in that part of, of, the, of the chicken uh, anatomy um, to, to really aid in the gelling process. But again, it doesn't have to gel. Your stock does not have to gel. Uh, it's nice if it does. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. It's still delicious. It's still good. It's still healthy. Uh, you can go ahead and use it for your recipes. Uh, so... Um, you strain it, you store it. Okay. Oftentimes, I, I will I mean, use it right away. But if I, if not, then then I'll take it. I'll, I'll put it into resealable plastic bags, Ziploc bags, whatever, and store it in the freezer. I lay them flat, and they freeze that way. And it's very easy to, uh, uh, you know, like a gallon bag. You know, it's very easy to maneuver or store a gallon bag that's been laid flat and frozen that way. Uh, a couple of notes, you know, as I mentioned, I just want to reiterate a couple of these things. I mean, first of all, I recommend stainless steel over aluminum because aluminum can give off a funny metallic taste. It, it leaches, basically, aluminum leaches, and, and that's not a, a good thing. Uh, usually, uh, I cook two chickens at a time, as I mentioned, and uh, after we've eaten all the meat, I just stick the bones in the bag in the freezer and, and, and keep it there until I'm ready to make stock. Uh, again, uh, whenever I cook uh, whenever I cook, I, I save the scraps from the, the vegetables that I chop and I store them in a freezer uh, in, in a resealable plastic bag. And, and this would include onion trimmings, garlic skins, lemon peels, uh, uh, celery leaves, and, and partial stalks. Uh, the stalks of parsley and cilantro leeks, 
leftover green onions and and any other non-cruciferous vegetables. And whenever I make stock, I'll just I'll pull from the bag only what I need for that particular stock. Now I will say this: there have been times that we've bought green onions and ended up not using them, uh, parsley and ended up not using it, and it's starting to go bad. And what I'll do is I'll wash it and I'll pull I'll, I'll kind of pick through it and pull out anything that looks bad. And anything that's good, I stick it in those bags. If I'm not going to use it for a, a, a dish I'm preparing that that will be served, you know, uh, promptly, uh, I'll I'll store it, I'll freeze it, keep it, and use it for a stock because it's really good stuff. I spent money on it. Why not use it? Really, really good stuff. So, question: Do you make chicken stock from scratch? I'd, I'd love to know. Please do give me a call, 985-635-4974. That's the listener feedback line, 985-635-4974. Or uh, send me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. We're on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. Twitter, twitter.com slash catholicfoodie. Or, of course, over at catholicfoodie.com. You can leave a comment, if you like, in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. And we'll be back in just a moment with a recipe for chicken tortilla soup. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of a can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh-huh. I'll have what she's having. Now, you've heard that uh, soup is good food, right? Well, this chicken tortilla soup is really good food. (laughs) I mean, the mix of chicken, cheese, and tomatoes in this soup is truly a beautiful thing. You throw in the jalapenos, and you're talking about a flavor fiesta in a bowl. I mean, you got to try it. I mean, it's just delicious, good stuff. This, uh, this, This chicken tortilla soup is not hard to make. Uh, But there are two stages of preparation, the chicken and the soup. If you want to save time, you could just throw the marinated chicken breast into the soup and let them cook that way. But uh, if you do, I think you'll be missing out on some of the flavor. You know, I prefer to grill or bake the chicken breasts first and then shred them before adding it to the soup. Uh, the, 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 The trick is to cook the chicken breast just long enough so that they're not pink in the middle. It's tricky, though. Uh, you don't want to overcook the chicken. I mean, overcooked chicken is like rubber. You just don't want to do that. So, you know, the marinade is only five simple ingredients, but I'm telling you, it packs a serious flavor punch. Uh, a chicken tortilla soup is one of our favorites. Please do consider making this one of your uh, favorites, too, the ne- at least the next time you have a little fiesta going on. Here are the ingredients. Uh, a quarter cup of uh, extra virgin olive oil, one tablespoon chili powder, uh, half a bunch of cilantro chopped, uh, four jalapenos uh, seeded and chopped, two large yellow onions chopped, two bell peppers chopped, four cloves of garlic minced, three large tomatoes diced, three green onions chopped, four large chicken breasts shredded, one cup of cheddar cheese, 12 cups of chicken stock, and I think there's a recipe for that. Just rewind the podcast a little bit. You'll uh, You'll get back to it. <laughs> chicken stock, right? You make it. It's awesome. Good stuff. Uh, The juice of two limes, uh, two tablespoons of butter. We prefer Kerrygold butter ourselves. One teaspoon freshly cracked black pepper, a quarter teaspoon cayenne salt to taste. You uh, would need additional uh, cilantro green onions to be added to the bowls as garnish. And then tortilla chips, and we prefer the blue corn chips from Garden of Eaton. 
And I've got links in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com for that. All right, here's the instructions for the chicken. What you want to do in a, in a mixing bowl, add the extra virgin olive oil, the juice of one lime, the chili powder, two jalapeno peppers, uh, a, a quarter uh, or a quarter of, the, of a bunch of cilantro chopped. You you mix it well and then pour that over the chicken in a large sealable or resealable plastic bag, like a Ziploc bag. You want to mix that well, allow it to chill in the fridge for at least an hour. Uh, more is preferable because the, the longer it sits and the longer it chills, uh, the, the, the more the flavors really kind of come together for you. Uh, preheat the oven to 425. Place the marinated chicken breast in an oven-safe dish and cook for about 15 minutes on each side. Uh, the chicken should uh, no longer be pink in the middle, uh, but be careful not to overcook it. It's always tricky. Be careful not to overcook it. So you remove the chicken from the oven, allow it to cool for uh, allow it to cool for about 10-15 minutes, and then using two forks, you can kind of shred that chicken by pulling across the grain. That's the secret by the way, to shredding chicken. Use two forks and shred the chicken across the grain. All right, for the soup, now here's what you do. You want to heat the butter in a large stock pot or soup pot on medium-high heat. You add the onions, the bell peppers, and you saute that till soften about eight minutes or so. Uh, the garlic, you want to add that and saute it for another couple of minutes. You don't, add the, uh, you don't add the garlic earlier because you don't want it to burn. So you add that at the very end. Saute it for another couple of minutes. You add the chicken stock, bring it to a boil, add the tomatoes, the juice of one lime, two jalapeno peppers, the green onions, and then return that to a boil. You lower the heat, add the salt, black pepper, cayenne, simmer for 45 minutes. Add shredded chicken and marinade, right? You include the marinade. Add the shredded chicken and the marinade. This is after 45 minutes now uh, of simmering, and you allow that to cook for another 10 minutes. Then you want to add a, a quarter of the bunch of cilantro to the pot. Continue to simmer for about five minutes. Serve it in bowls. Top it with cheese, cilantro, green onions, and blue corn chips. And optionally, you could even top it with some sour cream. Does that not sound delicious? Wow. I love this. <laughs> this is so good. I love it. So if you decide to uh, give this chicken tortilla soup a whirl, let me know. I would love to know how it turns out. Again, you can call the listener feedback line at 985-635-4974. 985-635-4974. You can shoot me an email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. And also, of course, the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com where there are tons of delicious recipes that you really need to go check out. Uh, go, go over there and let me know that you're there over at catholicfoodie.com by leaving me a comment. All right, and we will be back in just a moment. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's Jamie Oliver, folks. Jamie, you, you got it right. Uh, why not be good at it? Well, uh, uh, folks, we are here now at the end of another episode, and I want to thank you so much for spending time with me today. Uh, Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com. Thank you so much for being with me. And, uh, you know, if you have a moment, a free moment, today, tomorrow, uh, next time you uh, sync your iPod uh, or your iPhone or your iPad, 
uh, to iTunes, uh, please do go to the iTunes store, uh, search for The Catholic Foodie, and uh, rate The Catholic Foodie, please. A five-star rating is always welcome for... We'll, we'll give you a couple of points for that. But, uh, you know, five stars, always welcome. And uh, you, you're free to leave a comment, too, if you want to say what you like about the Catholic Foodie. I'd love to hear it. Uh, it's, it's really a delight for me. It really has. I've been doing this since uh, the fall, since October of 2008. And uh, it's been four years. And, and, and I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at, at the comments I get from folks. I'm amazed at the, uh, uh, the, the emails that I receive uh, from folks who talk about how, you know, how impressed they are with with how food meets faith, how that I share how food meets faith in my life, and then they share with me how food meets faith in their lives, and and it's just it, it amazes me. I, I I love that. So if you have a moment, please do go to uh, iTunes and and leave a comment there, leave a five star rating. I'd love to to see that, and uh, and, and 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 do connect with me, please, uh, on Facebook and and on CatholicFoodie.com. Uh, uh, via uh, email or or with uh, the voice feedback line, 985-635-4974. I'd love to hear from you. That's what this is all about. It's all about us. It's all about family. It's all about community. I would certainly love to hear from you. Now, we have some more, believe it or not, believe it or not, I know you're not going to believe this, but it's true, believe it or not, next uh, episode we've got some really good stuff coming your way. <laughs> Of course, right? Of course. That's what the Catholic Foodie is all about. And uh, next episode, we're actually going to take a step back from talking about food, and we're going to talk about faith a little bit, and we're going to talk about the year of faith. So please do uh, stay tuned for next episode of The Catholic Foodie. And until next time, bon appétit.